hello and welcome to level 27 of three extra lives a video game and trivia podcast i'm your host tom knight we're back again for another level and before we get going in this one i just want to say sorry i want to say sorry because in level 26 of three extra lives there was a little audio glitch in the first segment which has now i hope been corrected it's something that you may have noticed it may have scared the pants off you uh some of the background music just getting very loud for a very brief second and if you were affected by that i'm very very sorry i do not mean to scare people on this show so again very sorry about that let's not dwell on the past let's move forward on with the show so I'm not going to lie, on this week's episode of Three Extra Lives, we've got a bit of a space theme going here with a couple of the segments. And to start us off, I'm going to be talking to you about Everspace 2, which is over on Kickstarter. So over on Kickstarter, this is a big project that's going on there from Rockfish Games. Huge target of £404,000. And right now, that's getting very close to halfway in its goal with, as of recording, 25 days to go. So looks like, so far, so good for this really ambitious project. And if you've ever played Everspace, if you've ever, if you've ever, ever played Everspace, you'll know that that's a roguelike where every time you start a game, you would go through a run through space of destroying enemies, finding bits of the story, piecing together a puzzle of who you were and why you were doing what you were doing. You get loot, when you die you start again and each run is a little bit different. However, with Everspace 2, Rockfish Games are taking a bit of a different approach. So Everspace 2, it's gonna be more of an open world space shooter and it's gonna have exploration, it's gonna have RPG elements, it's gonna have a sci-fi story it is being classed as the sequel to Everspace, but it's going to operate just slightly differently from how that original game worked. And I think I like that when it comes to a sequel that you're almost preserving the original in a way that it's not just going to be playing exactly the same. So there is almost a difference between how Everspace 1 plays, how Everspace 2 plays, but that connective tissue between them allows them almost both to stand alone in how they're playing it kind of reminds me a bit of risk of rain a risk of rain came out it was more of a 2d side scrolling co-op game and risk of rain 2 come out it had changed into a, a 3d grand almost open world-esque game the way i was playing but both games still have their unique features or they're displayed in in a unique way that it, it keeps them almost like separate games like it, it is still worth owning both of them sometimes with sequels come out you always want the latest version of them. I know that's maybe more of a, a AAA title theme right there with, oh, you don't want to go back and play the first iteration of that game. You want to play the third iteration of that game. But it feels like with these type of games, trying to preserve the legacy of the games there too, which I really like. So Everspace 2, it's a looter shooter in space. So if you're a fan of RPGs, if you're a fan of you know killing enemies, getting XP, leveling up, doing missions and if you're a fan of space well your spaceship is going to act as like your character your avatar that's what you're going to be leveling up it's still going to include classes random loot skills talents but it's all in space 
and your ship is your hero and you're going to be expanding your private ship collection from a virtually endless supply of vessels composed of three main classes and subclasses which you can then use to optimize and build the style of play which you prefer the most. And I have to say, Everspace and Everspace 2 look absolutely stunning. Really captures that essence of space, that vastness, and just that real awe of when you're traveling past planets or you're having a dogfight in space with a distant sun beating down on you. It just feels so epic to be part of that. And it's not just going to be based out in outer space, you're gonna be able to get closer to planets and have combat that's gonna be taking place just above the surface and that's going to trigger different events and there's gonna be different types of colonies on these planets where there could be potential ships that dock there that are worth a lot of loot. It just feels like this game has a lot going on on top of its exploration and a story to go along with that as well. And it looks like the campaign for this game is gonna be about 20 to 30 hours. And then on top of your general kind of RPG, you're gonna have side missions. You're gonna be able to continue expanding your ship collection. You're gonna be able to increase your power levels through collecting loot. And as someone that enjoys playing space games, I think the aspect of an RPG in space is something I've wanted to see done well for a very long time. I mean, we've seen all those fantasy games, RPG games, and they're they're really great. I mean, I do love that that style of being able to go out into the world, collect loot, battle enemies, get XP. It's been done so many times, but it, it's a winning formula in my eyes. And to be able to take that and take it out into space and do it right and do it well and have it that your ship is your character the ship is the one that you're controlling you're going to be doing combat through that through what i've seen of the everspace 2 announcement trailer and some gameplay footage it looks really really exciting and it really does i think justify the huge goal that they have set themselves for this game but like i say it's ticking up as i look at it right now as i'm recording it's getting close to that halfway mark and there's 25 days to go so plenty of time for this game to reach its goal before November 4th. So yeah, if a space RPG with an engaging story, deep exploration, open world, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, definitely head over to Kickstarter, check out Everspace 2, give that a little look, have a little scroll through what's on offer there. This game's probably not going to come out until 2021 but I do like to take this opportunity on this show just to check out Kickstarter sometimes, mention interesting projects that are coming through there and this to me definitely looks like one that I hope it meets its goal uh, because it looks like a game I would just love to play, love to get lost in. I'm all about the space games recently and I really just can't get enough of that sort of thematic setting too. So yes, go check that out. That's Everspace 2 by Rockfish Games over on Kickstarter right now. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Everspace 2 set in space. Another game set in space, Mass Effect. That's where we're going with this. Mass Effect, another game set in space. But can you name the main protagonist of the trilogy?
The answer is Commander Shepard. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Next up on Three Extra Lives, I'm going to talk to you about Cooking Mama Cookstar. So this game is due out this fall, 2019. It's coming out on the Nintendo Switch. And if you've played any of the Cooking Mama games, you'll know that this franchise has been on a bit of a hiatus for five years, actually. We haven't seen a Cooking Mama game since 2014. That changes this year. And it changes with what I would say is quite a notable feature coming to Cooking Mama Cookstar, and that is vegetarian mode. So we've seen cooking games out there where you cook all sorts of dishes. A lot of them generally seem to revolve around meat dishes. And, you know, we're in a video game space, right? We're in a video game space where things are a little bit different with regards to food diets and how we portray things in video games and how we portray them in, in real life. It, it's very different. It, it, it's a fantasy after all. It's a place where we go and it's not connected to, to life. So I'm somebody who has a partner who's vegan and over the last few years I've definitely paid more attention to what I've been eating and the impact of foods and the impact of that on the environment as well and it's just something taking more notice of trying to make myself more aware of these things as well not pushing any sort of agenda uh, on this show at all but I just actually thought you know what this is maybe something that we might see more of in games that have a cooking focus and we are going to see this with perhaps people that you know are making games and they're they are vegan or they are vegetarian perhaps their influences from the real world are going to be portrayed into video games as well and I fully expect that as more movements like this gain traction I fully expect that to to see that in video games too and we're seeing it in this version of Cooking Mama being someone who primarily eats vegetarian at home. I still eat chicken sometimes if I'm eating out, uh, but I've definitely felt as my diet's changed somewhat that there can still be a, a stigma attached to like people who are vegan, people who are vegetarian, people who eat meat. And sometimes you can really be made to feel the odd person out for for having your beliefs of, of, of what you eat or or how you eat and really I don't think we're at a position to to judge people how they decide to be eating all we can say is take care of what you're putting inside your body and, and maybe think about that but I just think this is pretty cool feature to have into Cooking Mama that yeah I mean I, I play games and it doesn't really affect me if I'm playing a, a fantasy game and I'm cooking some meat uh, on a fire and I'm restoring some health to my character that doesn't really impact me in a way, but you know what? There's probably people out there that have follow stricter diets than myself and different moral standings on aspects like this as well. And you know what? Maybe that makes them feel a bit uncomfortable and being able to play a game like Cooking Mama where it's like, hey, actually, you know what? We just put in a vegetarian mode in this so you can enjoy this game and you don't have to cook meat. You don't even have to cook virtual meat if that makes you feel uncomfortable. I'm just really open to inclusiveness in games and even something small like this. I think it's it's just pretty important as, like I say, movements like this gain traction and just maybe generates a bit of awareness too uh, with regards to that. I've seen a few other games do subtle nods as well. Uh, a game called Minute, 
actually have a vegan mode in it. That's like a roguelike action adventure where you play the game 60 seconds at a time and then you die and then you resurrect and you start again. It's a really good game, really great indie game. And I actually noticed in their menu they had a vegan mode, which when I turned it on, I was like, what? what's this changed? And actually I only noticed between one interaction where I was talking to a character and he was talking about hamburgers. And when I switched on vegan mode, he said veggie burgers. And I thought, you know what? That's still somebody who's making that game. That's their standpoint on their diet or that's, you know, their beliefs. I think again, it just generates awareness. It it's an it's an acknowledgement to that. So yeah, Cookie Mama Cook starts coming this fall. It's gonna have that vegetarian mode. Cook up all your favorite veggie dishes. If that's what you wanna do, or if you just wanna play Cooking Mama non-vegetarian mode, you can do that too. I just think more inclusiveness in games is a good thing, especially when it comes to food. Uh, there's so many different takes on that. So yes, go grab your frying pan, get your chef's hat on, get ready for Cooking Mama Cookstar. It's trivia time. So I was talking about Cooking Mama. Made me think of another cooking game. So here we go with Name the Game. It's a local cooperative experience. Players control a number of chefs in a kitchen filled with various obstacles and hazards to rapidly prepare meals to specific orders under a time limit. The answer is overcooked. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, we're going back to space. And I'm gonna talk about Planet Alpha. Now I got this in the Humble Bundle for October 2019. I always like to give a little mention to the Humble Bundle and specifically the Humble Monthly where Every month you get a curated bundle of games that you get to keep forever. It's a wonderful experience on the first Friday of every month when you get these new games. I definitely encourage anyone who uh, hasn't checked out Humble Monthly before to do that. It's such great value for a usually wondrous collection of video games. And next month, just saying Crash Bandicoot and Spyro Remastered in there. Really excited for that. But anyway, back to this month, Planet Alpha. Now this is a beautiful alien world filled with mysterious and danger. Pursued by relentless enemies, you must harness the power of night and day as you struggle to survive. So Planet Alpha starts off, you wake up on a strange alien world, you're injured, you're alone, and you start venturing across this farmland, this alien landscape. This platformer game, I would say that in a strange way, it reminds me of games like little nightmares and inside but with an aesthetic of a beautiful and mysterious planet of perhaps like no man's sky or think pandora in avatar there's just a strange alien beauty aspect to this entire game and it leaves you constantly with your jaw just hitting the floor at just how beautiful this game is the scenery in the backgrounds the scenery of the levels the aesthetic of the levels as you run through this game and no word of a lie uh, in the first 10 minutes of this game I, I had took many many screenshots and I continue to take screenshots in this game at a rapid rate because it's just wondrous at times as you're playing through it and always have that real anticipation of what 
that's going to be next? What environment are you going to stumble into? And something really cool about this game is that there's no load screens. Once you load up the game, you just seamlessly transition to the various environments as you play through this game. Now there's small logical puzzles that you need to solve with regards to moving objects, but also you can control the power of night and day. And this is really clever because depending on the time of day might influence the landscape. For example, fauna might bloom into beautiful cover that you can sneak past aliens because there's aliens on this planet. It's a bit like War of the World. This, there's almost like an alien invasion happening on this planet where they're laying siege to this world and the natural creatures that reside on it. They are very hostile. You don't want to be coming face to face with them because they will eliminate you. And using the world around you while controlling the night and day, you can eliminate these enemies in various ways, but you have no weapons. You have nothing on you except your spacesuit. And you're running through these levels. You're trying to avoid any sort of conflict, but there are times where you do use the world to get past an encounter. And there's lots of strange alien machinery that's trying to hunt you down. And that's where I, I think it kind of reminds me of Little Nightmares because there's definitely moments where you're being chased, you're being hunted by these alien machines and you're just trying to survive as they are hunting you down. Uh, this game came out in September 2018. It's developed by Planet Alpha APS and it's published by Team 17, which you might have heard of them if you've played a little game called Worms. I'm about three hours in. I've heard it takes about six hours to get through this game, so it's not very long, but I have to say it's just an absolute stunning game visually. I'm really enjoying just going through the levels. There's no load screens, like I say, hamstringing you as you go through this game. You can just sit for a playthrough without ever seeing a load screen. And the most exciting part about this game for me is just the world and how it transitions and how one minute you're you know, above ground in this beautiful, lush alien forest. And then next you're down in a cave and there's strange creatures down there that belong to this world. And there's the aliens as well who are getting involved in that. And you just see this invasion, I would say, happen unfold before your eyes on this almost perfect planet as it's being almost conquered by these aliens. So if you're a humble monthly subscriber definitely go and check out planet alpha you might be surprised with that one it really captures the sense of just being in a place that you have never been before you're on a planet you're so far from home that remoteness that alien feel that you're just definitely not in a place where sort of anyone has discovered before it's just so alien basically is what i'm saying and there's little secrets to uncover, collectibles, and there's other little things going on at play, which, like I say, it's quite strange. There's no story happening. It's all its all just really you're trying to escape. You're just part of this world now as you try to do that. And that's, that is the story. And sometimes we don't need a narrative to tell us what is going on or explain what's happening because you can clearly understand what this story is and it's a pilot who has landed on an alien planet and they're trying to escape and they are running through this world through these various environments and there's a hostile enemy trying to take over this planet 
and you're just trying to get away from it all. And it, again, like I mentioned, Little Nightmares and Inside, their games very similar in a way that they don't physically tell you a story, but as you're playing through this game, you know the story, you, you are interpreting it. And that's always a really interesting way to me to tell a story. So yes, Planet Alpha, go check that one out. If you haven't, if you're humble monthly, you will have access to that one. Definitely worth your time. It's trivia time. And I did mention this in the segment about Team 17 creating worms, but here we go with the question. Team 17 created worms, which is a 2D artillery tactical video game. But what year did this game first release? Was it 1991, 1993, or 1995? answer is 1995. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of the show once again. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 3 Extra Lives. Always love hearing how you're doing on the trivia. If you've got a good news video game story to share with me or a recommendation for an indie game for example to check out why not drop me an email over at podcast.3actualize.com always happy to receive your emails over there and like always everything i've talked about this show links to everything i've mentioned over at 3actualize.com head over there find the show notes you don't have to go searching for what i've talked about it will all be there and that brings us to the end of another level Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you all in level 28! Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.